You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at 3 p.m. And both shows can be heard exclusively here on Orange County Radio Station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we here at the radio show and the radio station encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. This show is brought to you by our commercial sponsors, Succession Strategies, Commerce National Bank, Smart Business Magazine, and Smart Stop Self-Storage. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience, of CEOs and business owners of mid-market firms to make better and more informed business decisions. How do we do that? By interviewing business owners who are your peers, who have life experiences that you can learn from. It's a community of sharing and learning to bring the power of peer learning to our listening audience. And so if you are listening to us either live or you're listening to us as a podcast and you know of a guest that might make an interesting interview for us here on the radio show, please contact us at our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. There's a contact page, info, and just send us an email and we'll be happy to respond to you and uh, maybe schedule your friend or acquaintance as a guest. Well, we might even talk you into being on the show because we believe everybody has something to share that can benefit our community. All right. Today's show, we have audio interviews that I conducted at two different venues here in Orange County, California in September, and I'm excited to present each of those audio interviews and talk a little bit about the venues. And then later, our second guest will be live in studio, and we'll be talking with Tina, but not until about... 30 minutes after the hour. Right now, I just want to call your attention to the first audio clip that I have, and I'm really excited to play it, but let me just set it up first. Earlier uh, this year and last month, as I said, in September, on Friday, September the 20th, and Saturday, September 21st, there was a TEDx event here in Orange County. It was put on by TEDx Orange Coast. They have done this now for three years. I've had the good fortune to be able to attend two of the three years, and on Saturday which is the day that I spent covering it for Critical Mass Radio and octalkradio.net, which is broadcasting from their state-of-the-art studios here at the Tech Space facility in Costa Mesa, California. I always have to get the plug-in for Tech Space when I do the octalkradio.net. I was really impressed with the quality of the speakers that you come to expect associated with a TED and a TEDx event, Orange Coast. Uh, TEDx Orange Coast did not disappoint again this year. A very strong lineup. I wish I could have attended the Friday sessions as well, but I had a previous commitment that prevented me from being there. But I could definitely clear off my schedule on Saturday so that I could spend the entire day listening to the lineup of speakers. Uh, Great speakers. It was kicked off uh, right at the top of the morning uh, with Dr. Daniel Amen talking about brain research. Very interesting. And each speaker brought content that was um, illuminating and ideas worth sharing. Um, we even had a Nobel Prize winning uh, chemist who spoke as well about his early days in chemistry and experimenting. And one interview, one speaker in particular caught my attention, and, and I was actually able to spend a little bit of time with Lisa Christine. Her, her organization, her, her business is a fine art photography, and she's traveled 
the world doing uh, photography, which is amazing work that she has done. And she spoke at the TEDx Orange Coast event discussing the problem of, and it's a global problem, of human slavery. And honestly, it wasn't even in my consciousness the level to which slavery ensnares uh, humans around the globe. <clears throat> we think of maybe sex trafficking as a as a, a, a form of slavery, and frankly it is. But Lisa really illuminated for me through the images that she shared and the talk that she gave that there are over 30, estimates have over 30 million people in various parts of the globe who are still today living in slavery. And um, she had images of individuals who are working in uh, brick quarries and carrying bricks out of the quarry. It, it looked like to me what I would have imagined happened when they were building the pyramids or something. And, uh, you know, here it is in modern day, and that's still happening. She talked about and shared vivid images of young children out on lakes, on a lake in particular, who are doing fishing with nets. And you would think that maybe it was a father and some of his children, when in fact it's people with their slaves. And these people love to have children do the work because their little hands can get in the nets and get the fishes out. And these are young children. And so it was such an impactful conversation that she had with us that day that I just had to find her at the break. And so I'm going to step away and just ask the engineer to play the short audio that I had the opportunity that I had to talk with Lisa Christine about the work that she's doing in imaging and capturing uh, global slavery. And so let's step away for that audio clip. This is Rick Frenzy with Critical Mass Radio. I am at the TEDx Orange Coast event, and I'm speaking with... Lisa Christine. I'm a humanitarian photographer. I heard your speech, your talk earlier today, and I wonder if you might, for our audience who weren't here today, share with them a bit about what you shared with us this morning. I was talking about that some years ago I didn't know that slavery existed, that I knew certainly about sex trafficking, but hadn't really connoted it to mean slavery, nor that there's so many other types of forced slaves around the world that equate conservatively more than 30 million people. You were also mentioning that that is not just an international problem. Slavery is still a domestic problem here in the United States. Would you share a little bit about that with our audience? Interestingly, slavery is illegal in every country in the world, yet it occurs in almost all the countries in the world, including our own backyard here. Why do you think it's allowed to exist? I don't entirely have an answer for that. Someone else may. Um, a lot of it has to do with economic reasons. But there are many middle-class people that are um, lured into slavery. And basically, um, slavery is most often induced through lies, through promises. Oh, I'll get you this wonderful job as a model. Or I'll get you a wonderful job anywhere because you really need one. Or I'm promising you this terrific education. And once that young person, say, in this circumstance, um, has been given permission by their parents to go with this person, who really is a broker and a trafficker, that person traffics them, which means moving them across an area, often across a state line or a country line, and then 
that person is exploited to whatever end the slaveholder wishes, and they're forced to work without pay, without choice to walk away, and under the threat of violence. Now, you said 30 estimates are 30 million people. Do you, are there estimates of how many of those are children? I don't have that number, but I can say that in the United States alone, the New York Times has qualified that between 100,000 and 300,000 U.S.-born children are sold into sex slavery every year. It was a very eye-opening and somewhat disturbing talk to learn what you a bit about what you know, and I thank you for that. If people in my audience would like to learn more based on seeing this through your lens, Online, how would they find out more, either from your website or another website that you would recommend they visit? If they'd like to visit my website, I can be visited at www.lisachristine.com, and that's Christine with a K, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-E. Other sites that are invaluable are freetheslaves.net. They're also partners on my page, and you can find them there. Notforsale.org is another slavery footprint. There's a lot of really wonderful, wonderful organizations out there that have the total skill that is necessary to lift people to liberation. You're an entrepreneur, a businesswoman, a professional artist, photographer. Can you tell us a little bit about your work outside of the work that you're now doing in, in the area of international slavery? Well, my work has been made for the last 30 years in more than 100 countries on six continents documenting remote indigenous peoples vulnerable to change. And so I am inspired utterly by people's dignity. And I truly believe that if we can see one another's differences with a sense of awe and curiosity instead of this knee-jerk reaction of fear, that the conversation has the ability to change greatly and that it's in our differences that we are one. Do you have a gallery for where you show your... and would you share with where that gallery is? I have a gallery in Sonoma, California, California on the plaza, um, and it's a, it's a lovely space, very tranquil. And the work can also be visited on the website. I want to thank you for enlightening me with your talk today and wish you the best of luck enlightening others in the future. <clears throat> thank you so much. All right, welcome back to the show and live. And I hope you enjoyed the uh, conversation, the brief conversation that I had with Lisa Christine. And I would encourage you to, if you're listening as a podcast, maybe rewind and pick up the URLs for the different sites that she had mentioned uh, that you can go to to learn more about human slavery and, and the unbelievable amount of people, unfortunately, that are still affected um, by this terrible affliction that it seems to be a global uh, problem epidemic might be a little bit strong and i know this is a business talk show ladies and gentlemen uh but the tagline for uh, ted is ideas worth sharing and that one of all the things i learned i thought that was one that was very worthwhile of sharing just because of the magnitude of the problem and i think the, the relative ignorance that we have at least in this country and maybe in other countries around the world to how prevalent it still is in different places as well as sounds like from talking to Lisa it may just be in many places that we don't even think exists any longer so I want to thank Lisa for the work that she's doing and the time that she gave me on September 21st and I'd also like to encourage all of our listening audience 
next year when TEDx Orange Coast hosts their event here in Costa Mesa, California. Hopefully you'll carve out the time to attend. They always have a slate of great speakers who are sharing ideas worth or spreading, sharing ideas that you would benefit from listening to. We're going to take our first commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. When I come back, I'm going to spend a little bit of time with the interview that I did earlier in September with Eric Spitz, who is president of Freedom Communications, as well as a couple of the people that were attending the Octane event at which Eric spoke. We'll be right back here at Critical Mass Radio Show after these words from our commercial sponsors. talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive, and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. Got stuff to the right, more stuff to the left. Got enough stuff, but I can't take a step. So I smart stopped and took a minute to think. I need a little better spot, not under the sink. With Smart Stop, I leave the stress at the door. Cause it's the smarter way to store. Smart Stop bucks the system. Your first month's rent is just a buck. Your next three months are half off. Call 888-97-STORAGE and mention this station. Goodbye clutter, hello floors. Smart Stop, the smarter way to store. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and I would like to thank all of those loyal listeners who capture our show via podcast and participate in our community. And the latest numbers for last month exceed any previous month that we've had. Uh, Over 13,000 downloads of various radio shows were taken by you, our loyal listening audience. You've set a record yet again, which is a record over the previous month, which was a record over the month before that. So uh, every month it's a little better than the previous month, and we really appreciate that here five years into the radio program. All right, let's talk about the second set of audio clips and files that I have, uh, drops that I have here for you today. Uh, Earlier in September, I attended, along with Paul Roberts, who is the owner of octalkradio.net, an Octane event that was hosted uh, by Octane at the Center Club here in Costa Mesa. And the featured guest for the night was Eric Spitz. And Eric is co-owner and president of Freedom Communications, which is the publishing company that owns the Orange County Register, as well as other properties here in Southern California. It was a great evening to be able to listen to Eric sharing his thoughts that he and his business partner, Aaron Kushner, have for the uh, various properties and platforms that they have as a part of Freedom Communications. It was uh, a great chance to interact with the community that Octane brought of people who were there to learn from 
Eric and listen to him and share their ideas and thoughts. And so I just want to step away now and say, let's listen to the first interview, which is the interview that I did with Eric. And then we're going to come back and I'm going to ask Paul, who's engineering our show today, how lucky are we to have the owner of the station also being our engineer today, but share with you a little bit of the audio from two of the guests that I was able to speak with uh, before Eric uh, was able to speak. I think both of the audio interviews that I did were prior to the session where Eric spoke. Either way, ladies and gentlemen, I think you're going to find the conversation that I had with Eric Spitz to be illuminating, and so let's step away now and listen to that audio interview with Eric Spitz, president of Freedom Communications. This is Rick Franzi. I'm at an Octane event, and I came here tonight because Eric Spitz of Freedom Communications is the featured speaker. Eric, what will you be talking about tonight? We'll be telling our story and explaining why what we are doing is so different from the rest of the industry. And it's a fascinating story, frankly, because of its iconoclasm. Everyone else thinks that this is a dying industry, and when we came to it, we came to it specifically because we think they're getting it wrong. And we have some ideas, we have some theories, spent the last 13 months working on them, and we're seeing some success, and it's exciting. So, when you say we, you're talking about yourself and? And my partner, Aaron Kushner. We bought the business together, and we run it together. Aaron is the publisher of the register. I'm the president of Freedom Communications, which is the holding company. And together we operate and manage the business and have really enjoyed the time that we've spent here in Orange County. And we really believe that what we are doing is a preview of what the industry is going to do in the future. So how did you select of all the potential investments you could make? Because you're an entrepreneur. How did you select the Orange County Register of Freedom Communications? That's a, it's a funny question. People ask me all the time, how did you pick Orange County? And the answer is we didn't. Uh, this was the fifth newspaper that we tried to buy. We originally got together to buy the Boston Globe. We spent about nine months trying to do that. Ultimately came to the conclusion it wasn't going to happen in a time frame that worked for us. So we started to look at other newspaper businesses. And the fifth one that we saw was the Register and Freedom Communications. We heard about the deal. And 65 days after we got a call, we closed the deal. So we're in a room full of entrepreneurs here at the Octane event. You're clearly very comfortable being in a room full of entrepreneurs. Are you equally as comfortable being in a room full of newspaper people? The interesting answer to that question is yes, and really what we've learned is that newspaper reporters want to be loved, just like everybody else. And it's funny, when people reflect on the last year, the most salient observation that the register staff makes is they feel like they've been let out of a cage and this industry has really been stifling to reporters and frankly we attribute some of the negativity that we see in the media to the fact that reporters are constantly looking over their shoulder to find out whether they're going to be fired or not once you take that away you find that they do better work they're much more motivated and they're happy every day. Well, the parallels between your experience working with reporters and your experience and other entrepreneurs' experience working with businesses seem very strong. So do you see, you must clearly see, latent potential and value in the newspaper industry that you and Aaron are looking to release. Is, is that why you chose this industry, or is there something else beyond that in the newspaper industry why you chose to make this investment? 
we saw a few things. I think what really attracted to us in the beginning was the fact that it's being operated incorrectly. And we had some insights, we had some theories, and a lot of them are playing out just the way we expected, some of them differently. But for the most part, our fundamental insight is proving correct, and that is that this business should not be operated as an advertising first business and a subscriber second business, but instead should be operated as a subscriber first and an advertiser second business. And if you make that switch, what you find is that a lot of great things happen in a virtuous way. So if you get more subscribers, more engaged, advertisers love you. The opposite isn't true. If you build something that's great for advertisers, the subscribers don't necessarily love you. And God forbid, if things start to go bad, the model where you're focused on this advertiser starts to decay really, really fast. And that's what's happened in this business, is once they started missing their ad numbers, they had to cut content. Once you cut content, you're devaluing the product, and now you're left asking your customers to pay for something that isn't very worthwhile. Well, final question, and I do appreciate your time here today at the Octane event. I'm talking with Eric Spitz of Freedom Communications. Final question is, I know you can't give away any secrets, but for our audience at Critical Mass Radio Show, what else can we expect to see from Freedom Communications in the future? Growth. So we just launched a newspaper in Long Beach, the first newspaper launched in a major U.S. city in 30 years. And we will be growing in other directions besides north. So we figured out the growth model. We see that it works, and it's time to expand our wings. Thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. All right. Welcome back to live radio here at Critical Mass Radio Show, heard on Critical Ma- on octalkradio.net radio station. Sorry about that. But uh, clearly, in listening to that interview, for you and our listening audience who are generally business owners, CEOs of mid-market companies and entrepreneurs, you felt like you were listening to an entrepreneur, weren't you, who happened to be building a, a, a publishing property. And uh, it was amazing to me how comfortable and the con- and the conversation that I had with Eric, how much I felt like I was talking to an entrepreneur, uh, you know, an investor, a business person. And I think it's great for the county and the communities within the county to have two visionaries like Eric and Aaron leading such an important media outlet like the Orange County Register and revitalizing it. Uh, one of the things I asked him during the open session uh, off mic was, what was one of the things that surprised you, you know, you and Aaron in building the business model? Uh, with how did it perform differently than you had expected? And he said one of the areas that really caught them by surprise, pleasantly, but it caught them by surprise and put their business model under a little bit of pressure, was that they were able to hire over 400 people in a year. Now think about that, ladies and gentlemen and business owners. Can you imagine uh, bringing 400 new people into your organization and what that would do as far as, you know, just creating space for all those folks? And if you haven't been to the Orange County Register facility recently, I would encourage you to go by and see how marvelous and improved it is as a working environment. And they are a major media outlet, as is octalkradio.net and others here in Orange County. And we must definitely as residents of this wonderful community support our local publications which is a part of the strategy 
for Eric and Aaron to even further expand the register in the local communities, which I fully support. All right, I'm going to ask Paul as the engineer to play two more audio drops of interviews that I did with other guests who were in attendance at the Octane event. And I want to say again, thank you to the members and the, and the leadership of Octane for allowing Paul and I to attend and helping us to get this audio interviews that I could then share with our listening audience. So we'll be right back to the live show after we listen to these two taped interviews. And who am I speaking with? Hi, I'm Brenda Markstein Fox. And why are you here? I'm here to mingle and greet and meet people who are in the business, who are, have minds that are out there, who are exploring, who are actually changing the world. Yes. I want to get connected to people who have a mission like I do and to c- get connected with them and actually um, how do we help each other, propel each other and go forward in the business world right now in kind of a uh, time in the world when it's really um, screaming, screaming for something to get connected to. Final question. Have you been to an Octane event before? This is my first. What do you expect to hear from our speaker? Oh, knowledge. Lots of knowledge. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. This is Rick Franzi with Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm at an Octane event where we're going to be listening to Eric Spitz. And who am I speaking with? Michelle Parrish with Parrish Partners. And, and Michelle, why are you here tonight? Uh, I am here to listen to Eric talk about uh, his new ownership of the paper and his plans and uh, moving forward for how, what he's going to change and do differently. I consider the OC register to really be an icon and Orange County, and, uh, and and pivotal, really, to our culture and what's getting created here. So I see it as part of the foundations for uh, cultural change here in Orange County. Are you a member of Octane? You know, I'm not, but seriously considering it, and I have come to some events in the past. I thank you for your time. Thank you. The Orange County Business Journal has ranked Commerce National Bank the 26th fastest-growing public company in Orange County, and they remain a Bauer Financial five-star institution. President and CEO Mark Simmons attributes the success to how well the bank treats its customers and employees. Commerce National Bank simply delivers personal service at a higher level than its competitors, while offering technology on par with the big banks. If your organization could use a new business bank, call Mary Miller, Senior Vice President, at 949-870-3863 or visit them online at www.commercenatbank.com. That's commercenatbank.com. Give Commerce National a chance to do better than your bank, and they will handle the rest. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Math for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Welcome.
Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. And if you're interested in reaching a targeted demographic of CEOs and business owners who run companies ranging from about $2 million to $30 million, I think that's small to mid-market companies here in Orange County, California, then advertising on our radio program may be the best way to do that because 98% of our listening audience are business owners and executives. And each month we deliver a significant number of sponsor impressions through the live interview, the commercials that we play, as well as the social media efforts that we use, as well as our guests use to promote their appearance on our radio program. Uh, last month, we exceeded 40,000 sponsor impressions. And so if you're interested in a cost-effective way to reach that target demographic, then contact our sales department at 949-887-4104. All right, back to the live show, and I'm so excited to have our next guest here in the studio. She's sitting across from me. We've had an enjoyable conversation while we were preparing for the show. And Tina Aldotz, who is the founder of Foot Pedals, is our guest. Tina received a burn as a child that left her unable to wear shoes comfortably without the support of a foot pad. After a career in the fashion industry, Tina noticed a void in the fashion marketplace for fashionable and comfortable foot pads and founded foot pedals to fill this void. Tina, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's very exciting to be here today. It's great to have you here. Let's get started simply. Tell us a little bit more about you and your background beyond whatever I gave there in the open. Well, I focused on a career in the fashion industry. Right out of high school, I went into retail sales, then retail management. Believe it or not, I started right here across the street at South Coast Plaza (laughs) working for Victoria's Secret. And I was fortunate enough to be transferred to their flagship store in 1996 in New York City, where I worked for years in the merchandising arena. Mm -hmm. And I was recruited to a fashion designer there, um, BCBG Max Azria, which is really popular among women. So I got a wake-up call of my life, um, learning, coming from California. It's true. We don't walk at all. So trying to walk in New York City miles in high-heeled shoes was just a disaster. And I refused to do that frumpy sneaker, you know, <laughs> look. Yeah. Okay. I'll accept that. And you're right. Walking Manhattan, the streets of Manhattan, that's hard. It that's is. Hard. That's hard on the concrete. Yeah. Yes. That's okay. Pounding the pavement, Pounding literally. The, exactly. Okay. So um, let's talk about foot pedals then. And tell the audience who may not be familiar beyond what we've said in the open what it is your company does, okay. what makes it different in the marketplace, and how you're helping women and other users of your products. Foot Pedals is a designer collection of insoles for women's shoes. It will solve. I have a collection of products. Because I'm a certified pedorthist, which means that I'm an expert in shoe fitting and shoe modifications, I designed a collection of products that will solve every problem for any type of shoe. And when it comes to designer or fashion shoes, putting a big old frumpy foot pad in there can alter the shape or the size or the fit and not to mention look embarrassing or ugly so i kind of created a sexy solution to an ugly problem so so how long ago did you do that 12 years ago okay and take me back 12 years what did you expect from doing this work designing these products creating a company well, i mean did you expect to be here today with with the history that you've had or What was the inspiration, if you will, and the goal when you started? Being fortunate enough to work for companies like Victoria's Secret 
and VCBG, I learned how to build a brand. I got to work all over the world with the highest-end retailers like Nordstrom, Saks, Bloomingdale's, and it taught me how to merchandise and retail products. Mm -hmm. So that experience is what I kind of saw a void in the marketplace, and I also wanted to find something that wasn't going to expire, have to be marked down. I wanted a product that okay. would be... So it wouldn't be seasonal yes, or something like that. It would be a year-round, solution-oriented, consumable product. Okay. So how do, you, how do you go to market? How do you reach the consumer with your products? I went a non-traditional path. I connected with um, people that were experts in their arena. My best friend was a sales guru in the fashion industry, and another friend of mine was a publicist. She wanted to start her own company. So we just traded services. I said, hey, you want to start your own company? I have a two-bedroom apartment. How about you move in with me? I'll pay the rent, and I'll be your first PR client. Wow. And so it was really grassroots and really being resourceful. Yes. Paul, we need to get the gong because I love these teachable moments mm -hmm. where we can share with others in the audience who can adapt or adopt. And that is a key lesson for entrepreneurs. Don't be afraid to barter. Yeah, right? because absolutely. you can get a lot done at your cost versus at the list price, and you can get a lot more value out of that. So that that's a wonderful ability that we have as business owners and entrepreneurs to figure out how do I create a community. Mm -hmm. And people get more invested, I think, when you're able to barter services that way as well. People become more connected to you as a client than if you just had a pure cash relationship. Oh, yeah. They got some skin in the game, and, right. and so did I. So yeah. it was a win-win situation if it worked. If it didn't, we were kind of, it was kind of calculated but low risk. Right. So let's talk about you and your guiding principle. I, I love to ask each entrepreneur, business owner on the show, you know, of all the things you've learned in business, Tina, uh, have you developed kind of an overarching belief system, kind of what I consider here or call here on the radio show your guiding principle? Yes. Um, my guiding principle is let the experts do their job. By nature, I'm type A, which makes me want to be a micromanager. Right. Involved in everything. <laughs> in everything. Right. Yeah. But Got it. you need to let go. Let people make mistakes as long as they're teachable learning moments. But surround yourself with people that are better than you in the areas where you're weak. Okay. For example, I... I'm a creative person. My strengths were being marketing, advertising, promotional, and design. Accounting was the farthest thing from my mind. So You're not alone. <laughs> a lot of entrepreneurs feel that way. Yes. Yeah, but it was so important to to connect and build the relationship with the what I call the bean counters. you right. got to have those people. It's the language of business. Yes. Accounting is the language of business. If you can't speak it and you don't understand it, you're at a real disadvantage as an entrepreneur, especially as the business scales. Yes, absolutely. it gets more complicated, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. So once I started getting into these financial statements and looking at the numbers, I'm competitive by nature. So I started <laughs> looking at those numbers like net income, right. gross margins, and all of these numbers started to click. So, of course, every month after that, I was just going crazy. get hooked crazy. on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't wait to see yeah. the end of the How do we close? Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was just yeah. so exciting. Right. So, One point more in gross margin. What does that mean to the bottom line? It yeah. means a lot. It does. It, can. it really does. Right. And, and having 
the ability to understand that is so important for entrepreneurs. And writing a business plan was the most intimidating thing in the world to get my business off the ground. When people said that, I just cringed because I don't have a formal education. Did you write a business plan then? I did. Because you would be the exception to the rule if you did. I did not write a business plan. I did a presentation to an angel investor. Okay. And it was during right after the dot-com bubble. All right. And I think people were kind of ripe. Investors were ripe for a tangible product exactly. at that you time. I can hold something? Yes. yes. Right. So I asked for this private meeting with a man who invests in Latino businesses. And at the end of that lunch, I just wanted him to give me some constructive criticism before I took it to the real venture capitalist is what I thought I was going to do. He ended up writing me a check, and we became 50-50 partners that day. Oh, so he knew a good idea when he saw it, and you found a good partner out of the gate. Thank you. I love it when life gives you good (laughs) opportunities like that that help you to grow the business. Uh, I think we've got about three minutes until the next commercial break, and... You know, I'm going to go off script just for a second because I see you brought some product here, which mm-hmm. is which is amazing looking. And uh, you know, I know um, how uncomfortable, in my opinion, many times the shoes that women have to wear to have the desired look that they want like, are. Yeah, like the ones that I'm wearing okay. right now. Yeah, that's a an example. Four-inched spiked stiletto with pointy toes. Doesn't so. seem natural for the foot to go into something like that. Yeah, gravity alone is pushing you forward. You wonder why we have a bad attitude. Oh God! <laughs> We're laughing because our engineer put his size twelve tennis shoe up to compare to it, and size fourteen. Okay, even worse. So anyway, he's like a freak over there. But those look comfortable. Yours do not. And years of wearing them. I mean, it's only natural. It causes calluses, deformation, blisters, that burning sensation. So you wonder why we have a bad attitude sometimes during the day. could just be the shoes we're wearing. But right. I've um, always admired Tina Turner because she could dance in a pair of high heels like nobody's business. Oh, huh? man. man the, anyway, I'm off script. But um, so, so this, as the... As the population in this country ages and in the develop con- other developed countries, I would think, well, this isn't just for women of a certain age. I certainly think as we as women mature, mm-hmm. this even becomes more important to them. Yeah, comfort, you, right? you absolutely lose collagen. You lose fat in the areas of, of your body where you need it, and you get it in places that you don't. So <laughs> this is like <laughs> putting like, it's kind of a bummer, but... <laughs> So this is my my claim to fame was tiptoes, which is was the first product, the one that you're holding okay. right now in your hand. It goes right under the ball of the foot, mm-hmm. and this material is so in, interesting. It's actually used in Na- NASA used it in the space shuttle. They use it in NASCAR, like race cars. Football players use it for cushioning. It's a high, highly technologically advanced performance product that absorbs shock. Wow! So it, it allows you to take a step and. Normally, we would put three to five times our body weight just on the ball of the foot, walking barefoot. But you can imagine in a spiked heel like I'm wearing now, it's seven to ten times your body weight. My God. In just that area. So this cushion and all of the cushions actually relieve that pressure. Wow, that seems like a very... My wife, um, over the years, was always into aerobics and high impact and heels mm-hmm. and um now it is um a challenge you know she's still very mobile etc but she's she feels it a lot more than she used to she's a teacher now so she's on her feet all day yep. and it's just 
I, I think many times guys can't appreciate what we're asking, what society has asked of women. Are your products sold internationally, domestically? How do you go to market? Worldwide. Um, one of our fir- very first customers was Nordstrom. Oh, And nice. uh, we're in all of the major department stores. We, we were lucky, too, because we've actually had the opportunity to expand to mass market. We've um, developed a private label collection for Target called wow. Fab Feet. Wow. And that's been really exciting and a great partnership. So, And our products are made right here in the USA, which is another Thank differentiator. You. Thank you very much. That's great to know. And I've got so many other questions to ask you. and We've got about 10 minutes. We're going to take our third and final commercial break, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go away. We're going to be back in like two minutes. Don't walk away from your computer or your smartphone or however you're listening to us. Or if you are, take it with you, our engineer says, which you could do with your smartphone or your iPad or whatever. But we're going to come right back. And I've got some other questions for Tina Aldatz, and she is the founder of Foot Pedal. So we'll be right back after this break. The Orange County Business Journal has ranked Commerce National Bank the 26th fastest-growing public company in Orange County, and they remain a Bauer Financial five-star institution. President and CEO Mark Simmons attributes the success to how well the bank treats its customers and employees. Commerce National Bank simply delivers personal service at a higher level than its competitors, while offering technology on par with the big banks. If your organization could use a new business bank, call Mary Miller, Senior Vice President, at 949-870-870. 3863 or visit them online at www.commercenatbank.com. That's commercenatbank.com. Give Commerce National a chance to do better than your bank and they will handle the rest. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and it's an exciting show that we're having here today. I hope you enjoyed the earlier audio drops from the different remote locations that we went to and the guests that we interviewed and the content that we brought. And this live interview with Tina Aldatz is just rocking and rolling. I'm so excited to have her on the program to learn more about what she's accomplished in 12 years um, with her company, Foot Pedals. We were talking uh, during the commercial break that she her company has been acquired and she's technically facing retirement but that's really not maybe the case but could you share with our audience as an entrepreneur who's been who's now taken to the point where you've been acquired by a strategic investor right share a little bit about that with our audience so that they can connect with your experience it was exactly that word that was so important to me strategic investor i when i started this company and came up with this idea i didn't want to just 
come up with an idea and sell a few little cushions. I wanted to sell millions, build a brand, and leave a legacy behind. Wow. Right? You're right. That's great. So, Got goosebumps there um, for a second. I, we, were, we, we were courted by several companies over a few years um, that wanted to purchase us, but it, I didn't want to be bought by one of those big conglomerates where they gobble up little companies, throw them all against the wall, and see what sticks. And if it doesn't, you're just closed. So we were um, a, we were actually acquired by the Deer Foams company. It's actually R.G. Berry, we're, and we're traded on the New York Stock Exchange. The ticker symbol is DFZ now. Okay. And what was so exciting to me is the woman that founded Deer Foam Slippers, the most famous slippers, longest, biggest slipper manufacturer in the world. She was a lady just like me, and she figured out how to make washable slippers for women in the 1940s. And when I met her son, I just knew that it would be a perfect match because they were small enough to make our business meaningful. Okay. And the growth has already, in just this past two years, we've experienced double-digit growth. Through their Through expanding their, your channels yes. and marketing that they might be able to do that you wouldn't have been able to do? Exactly. Or, okay. Opening doors and putting the financial backing behind us to let us have freedom to test things and just really exciting. So I'm, I'm going to ask you to kind of go back because I, I, we're always about teaching by experience. Mm -hmm. If there are other business owners and entrepreneurs out there who are thinking that that's their right exit strategy is a liquidity event around a strategic advisor and strategic investor. Is there any advice that you would lesson that you learned or key idea that you would give them to keep in mind as they go through the process that you successfully went through? Absolutely. Do your research, know who you're working with, learn about their culture um, because you're going to be in bed together, so to speak, for a long time. And, you know, sometimes I think people get hooked on the number hmm. and not really. And then what happens is you get frustrated because maybe the vision that you had didn't necessarily fit into the culture of the bigger company. So it really had to be a good fit, like almost like a marriage. So you said this was two years ago when this happened? Yes. Okay. So you you you've been on the other side of it where the promise was actually fulfilled oh, where, yeah. where you, what you expected the culture and the way that they could help your brand grow and and reach a wider audience actually happened yes. so can you share with our audience what you have planned for your future yes i have a couple of things planned i am in the process of writing a book oh, congratulations I, thank you i am going to take a two-year sabbatical whatever that means i don't know but okay uh and write this book of my memoirs. Um, I head up a mentor program for the Hispanic 100 mm. here in Orange County. Okay. And I, so I work with youth from 18 to 25 mm. and team up with um, leaders in, our, in the Hispanic community. As we were discussing, I'm half Mexican and half Irish. And I also work with Girls Incorporated. Wow. So you're going to be busy. I do. Yeah, I do community work. And, uh -huh. you know, but I'm also doing something really crazy. I used to wake up at 645 every morning without an alarm clock. And lately I've been waking up at 830, sometimes <laughs> 9 o'clock. <laughs> okay, I can say here I hate you. But anyway, know, in, a, so in a professional weird. way. I feel I'm like my whole you, day is you. shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's 9 o'clock already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I understand that on the weekends. <laughs> um, can I ask you your memoirs? 
what do you think your book will contain for those of us who love to have authors? You're going to come back mm-hmm. when you're ready and your book is released, and we're going to read your book and talk about your book on the program, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. Absolutely. What are we going to learn from your book, or what's going to be in your book? You're going to find out about my life. I didn't grow up in a traditional environment. A couple of surprising things is that I didn't even finish high school. I uh, came from a very disadvantaged mm-hmm. home life. And bounced was it here around. in Orange County? Here in Orange okay. County. Okay. Eventually, yes. Um, as you know, I was I suffered third-degree burns from a beach accident when I was only nine years old. Uh-huh. And my family from East L.A. ended up having to move to Orange County because UCI was one of the only burn centers in our country in the 70s. Wow. So it started a whole new life for us. And I really feel like Orange County saved my life and my family's life. And overcoming obstacles is what my book will be about. Well, if there's anything I can do to help you to get your book published, I've made a commitment that anytime I learn of people that are working on their working on a book, yeah. if there's anything we can do here to help you to make sure that book gets written, I don't think you need any help because you're a type A person, but I'm okay, I'm excited to read it and I want to interview you. So Thank hopefully that will be exciting. And you've testified to our listening audience, <laughs> so they'll be asking us I'm when. On the hook. Yes, right. You've made the commitment. Yeah. That's a key, right? To publicly yeah. tell people your intentions. It is. And as long as it's inspiring and that's that's really, you know, my overall message. It has to be inspiring to youngsters that or even women or people thinking about making a change in their career. Well, I think on several different dimensions, it sounds like you have a ready-made audience. A female entrepreneur who's been successful, built her company, and been able to sell it to a strategic investor. Mm -hmm. Someone who came from a disadvantaged family Mm -hmm. and created success, Mm -hmm. didn't finish school. And someone who had... Uh, a, a disability, or at least an injury that yeah. was lingering, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's inspiring to a lot of people who, any one of those could be a reason to... Give up. Give up. Yeah. Or or see it as a reason not to be as successful as you, as right. life might allow you to be. Right. And so to overcome multiple things like that is really, I'm excited for you, and I can't wait to see your book. Thank you. Okay. Final question. If, and I know we had some other ones prepared, I'm sorry we weren't able to get to them all, but you're just so fascinating. There were other things to talk about here on Critical Mass Radio Show, and Tina Aldatz is our guest, and she's the founder of Foot Pedals. Uh, and where can people learn more about your company and your products online? Footpedals.com and TinaAldatz.com. And would you spell TinaAldatz.com? Yes, T-I-N-A-A-L-D-A-T-Z.com. Well, this has been a fantastic day, hasn't it, Paul, my engineer slash business owner, you and Tina, I want to thank you for being a wonderful guest and thank sharing you. so much with us about your background and your future. It's very exciting. This was great. I was so nervous, and this has been fun. You've been a marvelous guest, and ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank Paul Paul Roberts, our engineer, Rachel Franzi, our producer, Kathleen Shepard, our guest coordinator, and Kelly Faltis, who is our marketing communications manager here on Critical Mass Radio Shows. And for those of you in the listening audience listening live, thank you for making the time to have our show be a part of your day. For those of you that listen to us as a podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or one of the other business podcasting services that we're using that allow us to exceed 13,000 downloads in the month of September, again, I say humbly thank you for your continued support and interest in the kind of conversations that we have here on Critical Mass Radio Show, broadcasting live from octalkradios.net, state-of-the-art studios in the tech space facility in Costa Mesa, California. Until the next time we have a chance to talk, here's hoping that all of your decisions move your organization in a positive direction. 
You've been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show right here on Orange County's only community radio station, OCTalkRadio.net.